Hey, you guys waiting on me, you can go ahead and take your Bibles. We're going to talk about the love of God today. Is that okay? All right, we're going to be in Psalms 22. Psalms 22. So, I guess for at least this week, somebody asked me how long to, I'm going to go on the, the names of God. I, I have no idea. I thought it'd be done a week ago, so I have no idea. I was riding down the road this morning with a wife, and she's like, I have no idea why I'm singing this isn't even the song that I was singing. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? That isn't even the message that I would want to preach either. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. So uh, I don't know how long I'll, I'll be on the names of God, but the more I keep digging about the names, the characteristics of God, I just get lost. Um, the more God keeps pouring into me. So um, the Old Testament, man, is, is just a... Uh, an awesome study if you if you never get in the Old Testament and it, it really opens up some deeper characteristics and shows us in just I, I just have to set back in awe a lot of times whenever I get on um, who God is the name Jehovah Shema say Shema Shema Jehovah Shema uh, is revealed in one place it's actually the the last place in the Old Testament where uh, God's name is is translated like that, Jehovah Shema. Um, it's in Ezekiel 48, 35. And, it's, and, and the text says, all, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be called, the Lord is there. Jehovah Shema. I believe now the, more than ever, people are asking, God, where are you? God, where are you? In all kinds of situations, when their children are rebelling, when they're in, in the middle of a divorce, when they're in the emergency room, when cancer has hearkened has the door and is take, starting to take over their life, when the enemy comes and uh, what seems to be the enemy is winning, when death has entered the family and it intrudes, I think more than ever people are looking around in this day and time and saying, God, where are you? Ezekiel, man, was no stranger to these moments. See, God, God gave him a remarkable vision to the end time. He, said, he showed him that there's going to be a heavenly city. He says that it's going to be a heavenly city, the new Jerusalem. And he heard God give the name of the city Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Shema. See, Jehovah Shema is really a, a title. It's less of a title of God uh, I guess you could say it's more than a name of the place than a title of God, I guess we could say. Jehovah Shema, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. So, but we can title, we can use that title, Jehovah Shema, and tie it to the name of God. Because see, the place, the new city is Jehovah Shema. Okay, so that's the name of the city. Well, God is in the city and he's so intimate in the city that we can tie God's name himself to Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. God is indeed there. So, if you'll, are you at Psalm 22? Man, y'all are ahead and I'm behind this morning. It shows you even more my need of, of coffee in the morning time. So, David is the author of this psalm. And if you search through the life of David uh, in Scripture, you'll find kind of a difficult um, You'll, you'll find it difficult to find a place in his life that kind of matches this area 
um, in this psalm. But the Lord never deserted him in his need. He always provided him friends to help him, to deliver him from his enemies. The, the intense suffering and questioning found uh, in this psalm is uh, kind of is not really of a, a sick man or a soldier that is bedded down and, and hurt. I, I kind of want you to close your eyes and envision this. It's kind of, of a crim, criminal that is awaiting execution. So this, when you read this psalm and you close your eyes, try to envision a criminal that is awaiting execution. So that's kind of the, the, the cry out here. Can you imagine that? The, there's numerous quotations of this psalm in the, the Gospels and in, in the book of Hebrews. So this indicates that this is a messianic psalm. All right, so not only is it a great picture of what Jesus felt on the cross, we could almost take this and say that this psalm is what Jesus is feeling on the cross. So can I, can I replay that one more time? It is a criminal that is awaiting an execution. When he was on the cross, we are reminded that the Lord is there. The Lord is there. We're going to read 21 verses. You can stand. Uh, the long verses. You say, we are going to be late. 21 verses. Here we go. Verse, verse number one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and, and am not silent, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you, delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and you were, were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the, the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while my mother's breast. I, I was cast upon you from birth. In my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me, strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape with me in their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted with me, and my strength is, is dried up like a posture. My tongue clings to my jaws, and I have brought me to the, the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me, and they pierce my hands and my feet, and I can count all my bones. And they look and stare at me, and they divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. All my strength, hasten to help. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. As you're being seated, let, let us pray. 
Father God, we need your spirit now more than ever. In a rushing mighty way. And Father, we declare you as our refuge, our strength, our fortress, our strong tower, our salvation. Father, may you be with this service. May you be with your scripture. As, and uh, Father, may everything that is done here today bring honor and glory to you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. There's a story of a couple little boys ages 8 and 10. They was always getting in trouble around the community, so it was kind of disturbing and messing up the neighborhood. But the, the mother asked the pastor one week, she said, could I drop my boys off at church and you just put the fear of the Lord into them? pastor agreed. He said, yeah, I'll, I can do that. I'll meet with them individually. So and the older boy went first, and then the, the eight-year-old would go in after. And when they went in to sit down and to listen to the, the pastor, the pastor looked at him. He said, boy, where is God? <laughs> and the little boy just, his mouth just dropped, and like, dropped, just dropped his head. Didn't answer him. The pastor said again, I don't think you heard me. Where is God? Boy, trembling. Just, just couldn't imagine. Just, just bad. He asked the third time. He said, boy, I asked you a question. Where is God? The boy got up out of the, the pastor's office, and he ran through there, and he looked at his brother. He said, dude, we've messed up now. He said, man, they think that we've stole God and hid him somewhere. They think we did it. Man, have you ever felt in your life that God's gone missing? Hey, now, don't get too religious on me. Have you ever felt in your life that God's gone missing? I'll raise both mine. Yeah, all right, all right. You kind of look around at your situation, and you got more focus on the situation, and you can't find God anywhere. It's almost like you open the Scriptures every day, but they're just words on a page. Man, you go to prayer time every day, but you don't hear Him speak. One George is quiet. I think they like your message better than this one. <laughs> you know that God's all-powerful, all-knowing. But you sit there and wonder, God, why aren't you answering? Where are you at? Is that not what verse 1 says? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it, isn't that kind of how we feel sometimes? We feel like we're all alone. We're in the moment, we're in a season in our life where we feel like we're all alone. Man, I've been here to where I feel like that, that no one can relate to me. I feel like God doesn't love me. Man, I believe each and every one of us, if we're honest, that we've been right here. Psalm 22. Listen, listen to Psalm 38, 21. It says, do not forsake me, O Lord. Do not be far from me. Listen, it's, it's kind of plagued me this week, my spirit, to think that Jesus, I want you to understand this, this song, Jesus felt such a loneliness, such an abandonment as he hung on the cross. But man, what a comfort that was to me this week. Because man, I serve a God that, can, that does not know what I'm going through. He knows knows he's my intercessor he's my king he knows and that comforts us that should that should 
embrace us, give us peace and hope. Listen, Psalm 22, I want you to see three things. Listen to point number one. God is there when I feel abandoned. Hmm? Listen to verses 1 through 5. It says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry out in the daytime. Listen, that right there, that means day after day after day, night after night, I cry out and you're not listening. I can't hear you. Man, David feels frustrated. The frustration by God's apparent lack of response to his cries. Jesus quoted these same things in, in Matthew 27, 46. The ninth hour, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? Why? This psalm is not... The, the cry of a complaining servant, but a sob of a broken-hearted child. A broken-hearted child saying, Where is my father? Where is my father when I need him most? Where? As David prayed, he wondered, Why doesn't God answer me? After all, is he not a God of compassion? Hmm? Is he not concerned about his people? Is he not a holy God that practices justice? Then why is he not answering me? Is Israel not God's special people? Does he not have a covenant with Israel? Does Israel not have God's divine law? Do they, did they, he not give them instructions of how they could worship him? Listen, many times they look back and see that the Lord had kept His covenant promise with Israel. He fought the battles for them. He was with them. He led them. But now He's distanced? Man, I wonder what you're going through in your life today where you need God to be the closest, but He's the distance. You think He's so far away from you. He can't hear you. You feel like He's forsaken you. Listen, we see Jesus hanging on the cross. Did you picture this? Hey, a, a perfect man hanging on the cross. And he had to learn to rest upon God. To trust Him in all that He did. He was abandoned of God. Listen, he it's a 100% man, 100% God. Listen, I, I read this guy this week he says, he says like this, he says there was a moment in history when God was God forsaken. You say, I don't understand that. God the Son, the eternal, the del delight of the Father, the radiance of the Father's glory, the exact imprint of the Father's nature, the Father's earthly visible image because that dark moment, because of that one dark moment, man, he took my unholy sin. God become the object of God's wrath. Mm. I wonder, do you feel abandoned this morning? All alone? You're reading scripture and it just feels like empty words, man. You're in a season of, of darkness. 
need to understand that we need the light that much more. We need the truth. Isn't it good that we don't, our, our faith is not off emotions? It's off the truth. The truth. If anyone in history has ever walked through a season of darkness, I think it's my man Job. Listen to what Job says. He says, if I go to the east, he's not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. But when he is at work in the north, I don't even see him. I don't see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. Hang on to this last verse. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Let me give you a different translation of that. I will come forth as gold. That means I will come forth as pure. I will come out as blameless. Mm. He took every, he, man, he looked everywhere that God, for God. Everywhere. And he couldn't see him. Job knew that even though he couldn't see God, God could see him. Even if you today can't see God, he sees you because he's there. He's Jehovah Shammah. He is there. Listen, and when you begin to see God again, that means that you're going into a new season of your life. That you just come out of the season. You just come forth as gold. You've been purified. Number two, God is, is there when you feel rejected. Ever felt rejected? Verses 6 through 11, let's look at it. But I am a worm, a worm, and no man, a, a reproach of men and despised by the people, and all those who see me ridicule me. They shout, and they ridicule me. A worm, are you kidding me? Can you get that picture? A worm? Where's a worm? Who wants to be a worm? I don't see any hand go up. Listen, people all throughout history have struggled with rejection. The greatest writers, uh, poets, theologians, singers, designers, listen, they all struggle with some form of rejection. Listen, rejection is common to all, to all. We experience being rejected at, at times, whether our friends, our foes, strangers. Listen, I think this, I, I wish I could give you some, you know, warm feeling and... <laughs> embrace and a lot of encouragement but listen psalm 109 25 says i also have become a reproach to them that when they look at me they just shake their heads when they look at me they just shake their heads so david was rejected by people these foes insulted him they despised him they mocked him because of his faith in god david also reminds us that the lord from birth cared for him so from birth so why abandon him now from birth he had to learn to trust in the lord L listen remember this is also a, a messianic psalm it portrays the death of jesus this shows that the little value of the leaders of israel and rome remember the officials in, in rome Remember how, how little value they had on Jesus? Isaiah 53, verse 3 says, he, he is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as if were our faces from him. 
he was despised and we did not esteem him. Listen, I, I wish, talking about rejection, I wish I could give you some kind of comfort, but John 15, 18, Jesus tells this, if the world hates you, keep in mind he hated me first. John 1, 11 states that he come to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Listen, folks, Jesus faced rejection from his family members, his community, and from his followers, from Peter, who said that, I, not me, I won't deny you, I love you. Listen, we can find comfort in rejection knowing that Jesus understands our pain. In a real way, he, he shares our burden. He was rejected. Listen, the, the gospel stands as the unflattering, unchangeable answer to rejection. Aren't you glad that God's word is unchangeable? Mm-hmm. In fact, rejection, uh, in fact, rejection um, created the need for the gospel. You said, I don't understand. Listen, in Genesis, sin entered the world because why? Two people rejected God and his command because of two people's rejection. So that's in need of the gospel. So we're, we're placed under a curse of separation, a sin curse. But Jesus redeemed us from the curse. There's a remedy. To redeem means to buy back, to purchase, to accept, to choose. This is the opposite of rejection. It's em embracing, it's buying. It's the power of the gospel. Listen, I've received the spirit of adoption. Man, that's, that's Romans 8, that I could cry out, Abba, Father. Listen, there's peace and hope in rejection. There's good news in rejection. Man, if they rejected him, why are we getting upset when they reject us? Hey, tell... George, I think that's why we don't have more going out and, and spreading the good news. We're afraid of rejection. Rejection. What, what can man's rejection do to the Lord Almighty? Nothing. Nothing. The Lord is there. I like this last one. The Lord is there when you need strength. The word strength is mentioned more than 360 times in the Bible. It refers to a, a, a physical and a, a supernatural strength. In the Bible, strength is linked to, to God's power, the unlimited power of Christ. Listen to Psalm 18. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I, ha I take refuge, my shield and, a and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Listen, when David looked around and saw his enemies, and they are, are so brutal, so brutal. That's why he, he co uh, compares them to animals, to, to bulls, to lions. Listen. 
listen to this, Jesus, Jesus, this is, this is, they were like wolves, they were beasts attacking our creator, he, 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 they stripped his clothing, placed a cross on his back, nails were driven through his hands and feet, he hangs between heaven and earth, his body dehydrated, Thirst taking over. The dust of death. It amazes me that David in the psalm can even picture the, the, the cross because the, the cross, the crucifixion was a Roman thing. He, he wasn't even a part of his time. Look at the last, last verses, 19 through 21. Th- this is where we see that David looks up to the Lord and prays for strength that he needs. In verse 21, he's, David says, you have answered me. Listen, when, when Moses was commissioned for the task of going before the leader of the most powerful, the most powerful Pharaoh at all, the Lord was what? The Lord was there. The Lord was with him. When he had to go say, hey, let my people go, the Lord was there. God assured him that his presence would go with him. Listen, when, when Moses face the the prospect of, of of leading the people in the wilderness who was there jehovah shammah the lord was there the lord promised to be with him listen i think that that joshua went through this same thing in joshua one he said i'll never forsake you i'll never leave you and matter of fact be strong and courageous listen i think when it went from moses to joshua he had to be reminded joshua the same as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Because I am Jehovah Shema. I am there. I am there. Listen, as Jesus empowered and commissioned his church to go to the whole world, preaching, baptizing, making disciples, what, a, what may seem to be an impossible task, He says, I will be with you. I will be with you. Listen, you ever felt overwhelmed by the task that God set before you? I must be alone on that one. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Yeah. Maybe as a a parent. Parenting's overwhelming sometimes, isn't it? Maybe in your job, your workplace, a supervisor, a manager. Maybe just being an employee, putting up with coworkers every day. Maybe it's a preacher, a minister, a pastor, a missionary, Sunday school teacher, an usher. Hmm? You ever felt overwhelmed? Psalm 46.1, I love this. Psalm 46.1 reads like this. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in what? Or trouble. God is always quick to respond to the cry of the lowest point. Why is that? Because he is the God of compassion and grace. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is there. I find it amazing in the Old Testament, he says that Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. But when you go to the the New Testament, he says what? Emmanuel. Not only is he there, he is what? With us. Man, what a a bridge. God with us. Listen, I got to ask you, how's this dwell with you today? (laughs) Huh? How, how how is this? 
Jehovah Shammah, Emmanuel, He's with us. Does He? Does He dwell with you? Some of you need to remind yourself <laughs> that He's here with you. Have you experienced God's presence in your life? Have you known His closeness? The name of Jehovah Shammah reveals that God wants us to be in a relationship. Listen, it's not, tell, it's not about a curriculum, a service, an event. Listen, it's about a relationship. Man, that's what he's telling you in Psalms 20, 22. It's about a man who died on a cross for you. It's a relationship. He's trying to remind you that I bled and died for you. Jehovah Shema, Emmanuel. He desires more than ever to know how you feel. Cry out, tell him, day to day, moment to moment. Listen, he's gone great lengths to know you. He gave his only begotten son. Only son. It ain't in my notes, it's in my study, and I don't know where it is in this. I've already lost myself in this text now. But you go back to the, the text in here. You can translate it of his only son. Um, his only The Lord is here. Rest in the fact. He wants to share your burdens. Give them to him. Give them to him. Let him have it. Lordship, take control. He wants your life. Hey, here's one. Here's one finance team. Hey, he wants your finances. He bled and died for you. He's there for you when you feel abandoned and rejected. He's there when you need strength refuge he is your shield your defender he's your way maker and he made a way in Psalm 22 he's your healer man here's a testimony right here I wonder do you know this God I'm talking about today? Do you? Is He there in your life with you? I'm not talking about knowing about Him. I'm talking, are you in a living relationship with Him? Guys, there's a world of difference. There's a world of difference. It's actually like 12 to 18 inches difference. If not, he sits here, arms wide open. He said, come. Come. We're going to close. My prayer is, come on, son. We're going to close. My prayer is that, that you have a living relationship with him. That if you feel abandoned, know that he is able. He is there. When you are overwhelmed, he is more than able.
When I feel disabled, God is able. Listen, I pray, if that's you today, if that's how you feel in your walk, I, I pray that you come and grab somebody's hand and pray. If not, come, I'll pray with you. Come and kneel. But man, if, if you're one sitting there today and you're saying, hey, I don't, I don't know this God you're talking about, come and surrender. Come and surrender. Somebody be up here will lead you through the scriptures. I will, I'll say it. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, we want to shout out from the mountaintops that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, at the end of the Psalm 22, that all the nations will know one day that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And that one day every knee is going to bow and confess. Father, I pray that uh, ones who are going through abandonment and stress and heartache and sickness and death and, Father, just chaos. Father, I pray if, if there's members and visitors and people in our community that are, are going through that, that they would come and find you. Come and take refuge, for you are our refuge. And, Father, if they don't know, Father, today is the day of salvation. Let them come and find you. Father, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name.